are you? Just your average horny little devil. <laughs> I'm becoming Brundle Fly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget to go playing. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch The Last Boy. It's all ball bearings nowadays. That's bone. Dogs and cats living together. I watched Hellraiser Hellworld. And like, in <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was in 2005, so instead of like actually touching the box to open it, they had to like unlock it on a computer Dumb. with like a mouse. And then you get an invite to a Hellraiser party. Oh, and, I've seen that one. And guess who's Hellraiser party That's like guy? His... Who? Oh, wait. Um, Lance uh, Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. It's his Hellworld party. <laughs> and he owns like all the Hellraiser like memorabilia, paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah and then chicks come there and that take off their shirts. Uh, direct to a sci fi channel movie. No, it isn't. There were two made in 2005. Now, I, I think last time I said there's a, a one in space, and you were like, no, there's not. But then you told me there is, right? No, there is. Okay. There is in space, and that's the one with Adam Scott. Okay. But I forget be- because, like, in the very beginning, they're in space. But then the guy in space who's, like, in space jail <laughs> tells the story of how, like, the box was created. And then Adam Scott shows up in, like, a 1700s wig. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then he fucks it all over in some blood. I love that all horror movies at one point go to space. That's the best. That's where horror franchises go to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got Leprechaun. Jason X. Uh, Pinhead, Critters, and then uh, one more because it was five. Wait, Critters started in space. Yeah, I mean, this is ruling out like Alien and space horror movies, of course. This is franchises that specifically went to space. So yeah, Critters started in space. But then the whole thing was Dude, it's Earth. funny because aliens actually went to Earth to die. <laughs> yeah, well, some other Earth-like planet. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to Intermission. I am Tiffa, and as always, joining me on Skype, we have Mark. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hey. Hi. And of course... It's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> and of course, that's Joshua sitting right here with me. Hey, Josh. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so this month, we had a, a Mark pick. Uh, the 1987 comedy fantasy, The Witches of Eastwick. Rated R. It was rated R, thank God. Because <laughs> I don't think if it was PG or PG-13, I could have watched two hours and 13 minutes no. of it. Although I couldn't really figure out what made it R. Sexual themes. Yeah? Yeah, it's always the sex. Because, I mean, I've seen some like PG-13 movies that are straight up like, whoa, dude, like boobs and hand jobs and stuff. I mean, the people but, like, who come up with the rating is just literally a panel of housewives. I think that's actually made in it too. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. A morality what group. What that group, yeah, what that group thinks at that time. Huh. It's complete I, bullshit. I wonder if like the devil themes and the witchcraft themes are what really pushed it over to the R rating. I mean, it could be. They're super fucking square. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why horror movies back then just made it as gory as possible because they couldn't cut out everything. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, there's a few horror movies out there that are X, right? Because they're like so. Like, was Dead Alive X at one point? I don't know. Uh, I can't. There was, I can't. There was one movie that they specifically made the NC-17 rating for. That's Showgirls. Is it Showgirls? Yeah. God. Wow. Way to go, Jesse Spano. <laughs> Had either of you seen this movie before? <laughs> yes, several times. Okay. At your house, actually. L- long time ago, though. I think I honestly watched it with my mother when I was like 12. I think we watched it like five years ago. <laughs> Did we? I think Anna was super wanted to show everyone the cold star. <laughs> 
I, you know, watching it though, I'm not skipping ahead or anything. I think they worked it into the story very well. Yeah. Because she was like getting no. sick. It was perfect. And like, yeah. So like they even added, I don't know if they added more if she was just breaking out more, yeah. but like it was spreading the whole time and then she was like getting all yeah. pale and stuff. Yeah, they were like, let's just go, let's like jump into it mm-hmm. and like give it like all over her face because she needs to look sick. Yeah. And somehow she is still hot. But it's interesting because like, so I'm watching the movie right now in the background, <laughs> and like you could tell how they filmed it because in the opening scene of her, you can see it a little bit. Yeah. And then like, but only because you're looking. Yeah, but then it's fine for 30 minutes, and then it's like the scene where she's sick, like mm-hmm. at the hour point. So it's like you tell in the order in which they shot everything. Yeah, it's almost like they shot in order of like cold sore sickness. Well, I mean, <laughs> movies are never shot in order in the way you get them. No, this true. one was. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first one. Um, it was a pretty interesting movie. Uh, it what inspired you to pick this movie, Mark? Why'd you pick it? Why'd you pick it, Mark? <laughs> oh damn! God, fuck! I think it was one of those late night get high watch movies. So I put on HBO and I was like, uh-huh. all right, I may watch that. I may watch that. And I was like, oh, which of Eastwick? I want to watch that. But then I ended up watching like something stupid or worse. But then it was stuck in my head. So you're like, let's do this. Let's fucking roll into it. And it was Halloween when I picked it, so you know, which is... Fair enough. Yeah. It had a pretty strong cast. I was pretty stoked on basically everyone. Like Jack Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer, they all did a really good job. I know, Cher doesn't even have a last name. Oh, you didn't like Cher? I don't like Cher. I liked her mask. The audacity. (laughs) That movie was good. (laughs) (laughs) She was good in Mask. What did she win an Oscar for? What movie? Was it Mask? No, it was... Moonstruck? Yeah, I think so. Really? I don't know. Oh. You're a singer. Stop acting. No one wants you to act. You look weird. She looked great. You're not as hot as the other two. <laughs> dude, that one scene when they're all in the bed. Yeah. Like, just looking all sexy. I was like, fuck. Yeah. He's a very lucky man. And they all had different color hair. So he had, like, kind of one of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Were you all familiar with the director? No. I'm sure. George George you Miller. Penis to someone recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> he probably showed his penis to probably plenty has. of people, but he likes uh, strong women in his movies. Yeah. Well, I like when his name popped up in the credits, I was like, wait, no. And I IMDb'd it. I was like, this dude, he has like the weirdest IMDb page ever. Yeah. What else is he drinking? Mad Max. It's all like of them. he did Mad Max, right? Oh, it's Mad Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he did this. And Babe Pig in the City. Yeah, he did Babe 1 and 2. That's a great movie. He did um the Happy Feet movies. It really is actually a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Babe Pig in the City? Yes. And then he did like Fury Road. <laughs> oh, you don't believe me, but no, Babe Pig in the City is a legitimately good movie. What was super, the movie after? Super surreal, actually. A uh, Happy Feet? Oh, and Happy Feet. That uh, was just a dancing penguin. That's like the. Yeah, those are all vastly different films. This, this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? But then Fury Road. I love how he goes from just, like, just walk away, <laughs> walk away, to fucking Dancing Penguin. <laughs> dancing Penguin. Happy Feet. Happy Feet. Uh, he also did the Twilight Zone remake of uh, Nightmare on 20,000 Feet. Oh, the... Uh... Oh, nice. That one's awesome. Yeah, the with the good gremlin. With Lithgow. The gremlin looks fucking dope. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that one was totally creepy. Yeah, he did that with Lithgow and the... The good gremlin, the old gremlin, just. Uh... I remember my mom like talk because we love the Twilight Zone. And she like talked this episode up so much, <laughs> and when we were sitting there watching it, and I was like thirteen, and we're watching it, and the part where he opens the thing and that gremlin's standing there, and she's just like, huh. <laughs> she's like, doesn't have the same impact it did when I first saw it. Well, when she first saw it, it was like that was like the scariest thing she had ever seen, yeah. and then you know, it's like an ape suit. She was like, it's just a, it's just a. Dwarf in a in a monkey suit and a parka. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gremlin in the fucking remake was tight, and yeah, he got to fly. Kill your yeah. family after your plane crashes, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And John Lithgow was a great like lunatic. Yeah, yeah. 
Were you bummed about like the addition in the remake of like the people actually seeing the damage to the plane at the end? That wasn't the first one. Was it in the first one with, with Shatner? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought at least they say something at the end, right? Like, there's some they mention it. it. Well, the guy's like, the hydraulics are out on the... Because the plane's having problems. Uh, they yeah. emergency landing in the Twilight Zone. Oh. I never... Well, I thought they did it because like, the guy was flipping out so much. They were like, we got to get bit of fucking out of here. Yeah, I never realized it was different. There's so... something on the wing. <laughs> yeah. I never realized the ending was different. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was the same. We can't let that awesome Shatner impression just... It's like a shot by shot remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they like at the end of the uh, Lithgow one too. He's in the uh, ambulance, and then mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd's like, "You want to see something really scary?" And then plays Credence, and it's great. <laughs> All right, everyone got their deep thoughts. Yeah, sure. Mine was it was really difficult this time for me to like think of something. Huh? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Get it out of the way. This movie, yeah, I totally will. <laughs> uh, this, this movie, like, uh, just like maybe I didn't get inspired wow. enough. Really? So. You, a woman? <laughs> Whoa, Mark. What's that? <laughs> Sexist motherfucker. She's capable of sucking at her deep thoughts just as much as any man. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. In 1692, wise and powerful women and women who refuse to conform to society's set standards could be tried and convicted as a witch. But what actually makes a witch? What is it that makes an entire town of women gang up to call another woman a slut? Apparently, the answer to this is happiness. The witches of Eastwick only lived the life they loved during the time they were the devil's brides. It wasn't until the scorning eyes of the villagers that they ended their happiness. Moral of the story, fuck it. Be a witch. 666, party with the devil, bitch. <laughs> That's all. Nice. <laughs> all right, Josh. Sure. How's uh... you, let's, let's do deep thoughts. I have very few thoughts on this movie. Okay. It's one of those movies that kind of just exists. <laughs> In fact, here, I'll, I'll share an antidote then. When I first went, went to watch this movie, like a week ago, mm-hmm. I didn't actually watch it till today, even though I went to watch it a week ago, <laughs> because for some reason I confused it with Bell, Book, and Candle, <laughs> which I put on, and immediately, like, in the first, like, two minutes, I was like, okay, this isn't it. <laughs> That's I like your mom's makes... favorite movie. Yeah, and I just watched that movie instead of instead of going and watching the actual movie, because that's a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> and yeah, that sums it up for this one. And when I did watch it today, I was like, bleh. Well, what's your favorite witch movie? Favorite witch movie? Witches. The witches. The witches. Is it The Witches or just Witches? There's The Witches and there's The Witch. Which one is the one with the kid turns into a mouse? The Witches. Witch, the Witches. Okay. Yeah. And then The Witch is the one that's like in that small Puritan village. Mm-hmm. The The Witches is, yeah, Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Kid, yeah, kid's book. My favorite witch movie. Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, oh. how's your deep thought? Oh. Brewing, percolating. Uh, okay. Be weary of men that ride in from New York by way of witchy cant- incantations, bearing the fruits of one feminist literature course that they took their first semester at Duke. What seems like an apple is actually a cherry pit crammed down the throat of social inequality. The devil you know is worth three in the bush. Men can't have babies, but they can float away if you stab them with needles. The end. There's hell- The devil you know is worth three in the bush? Yeah. Because there's, there's three of them, you see? And there's bushes. I wish you could see Josh's face. <laughs> it's <laughs> <Just> incredibly <disgust>. serious. <laughs> All right, it's intermission time. And uh, today's intermission is brought to you by Cherry Bomb. That's good, because they eat cherries. 
Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> there are hella cherries in this movie. Cherry bomb. Shit, man. What? Wait. All right. Doesn't Josh do a song now? <laughs> cherry bomb. No, the intermission song. Like, isn't there like a thing that Tiffany always makes you try to do? Intermission. Yeah. Want to see something really scary? Spacey, who's apparently a child monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of always thought that about him. Look at There's a Family guy. guy joke about it. There's that, a couple. Yeah. That, that one show, Difficult People, apparently it's a hmm. running gag in that show for the past few years. <laughs> uh, he's kind of a yeah. kind of a rapist. <laughs> so apparently <laughs> kind of a rapist. Too. Apparently some guy I know hooked up with him once. What? But like it was one of those, he was working at a hotel in Atlanta, and Kevin Spacey was filming a movie or something. And that Kevin Spacey came down to the hotel lobby and was like, hey, so I really want to fuck you. You should come up to my room and we should fuck. And my my friend was like, all right. And Well, that's consensual. Yeah, yeah. But it, that was before he came out. That was when he was still like. And he was 13. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I tell you my friend was 13? <laughs> Only legal in Utah. Uh, watched it. You just watched it? A couple weeks ago. You like that? I liked it. That was great. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I like that they did their own thing with it. It's they made it, huh. you know, it's in the '80s and they kind of changed yeah. things a little bit. I was a little disappointed with what they did with Mike Hanlon. Dude, they fucked his character up. It's a little like they I liked like his character. Whitewashed his shit. Out yeah, of his character, dude. yeah. He's just like a meat delivery kid yeah. that shoots fucking <laughs> and they gave, goats like, in the head or something. And then shows up like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And they get. I mean, he does that in the book too. Yeah, he shows up for the rock fight. Oh yeah. He he's in the book before that, but he doesn't team up with them. Though. Right. But, uh, and like, he was the one that did all the research about yeah. and shit, and then they just gave it to the white kids. It's, and it's, I was like, what the oh, fuck? Get, oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> because his family was poor and had lived there forever, and all the other people got to move away um, as adults because they all had the money to do so. So he had to stay behind and do all the research. He talked to, like, hella old people who lived in Derry for, like, huh. ever, you know, like 90-year-old people. Right. And they told them, like, all the weird shit that happened, and he documented all of it and went to the library, and, like, he ended up working at the library. And there's this whole, so like, when they come commentary on racism in the book that they mm-hmm. just cut out because like the black spot they keep referring to was the nightclub uh-huh. it was like a it was a, like a black jazz club mm-hmm. that racist burnt down and a bunch of people died including his parents and he's bullied by henry bowers for being black the yeah. whole time which they yeah they kind of they kind of say that without saying that in the movie but yeah because uh their families actually live the closest to each other because they're both broke as fuck ah the Bowers, like, they killed their dogs, the Hanlon's dog and stuff. Fuck. Like, they poisoned it and shit on purpose. Yeah, I think fucking, dude, Jesus. Stephen King must have been bullied as a kid, because <laughs> after me and Amber watched it, we were discussing how all the bullies in his books aren't yeah, bullies. And they're, they're fucking psychopaths. He's not going to, yeah. like, you know, pull your underwear up and take your backpack. He's going to, like, fucking carve his name in your stomach. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, even those, even as, like, Belch and stuff, they were like, whoa, dude, I think we're done. Like, he's like, no way, man. Get my knife. No way. We're not done till I murder someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then 
fucked a skull. Like, whoa, dude, all right. And, like, it was really weird, too, because his dad was just, like, a drunk piece of shit, and then they made him, like, a cop. He's still a drunk piece of shit, though. Yeah. That was, like, Amber was kind of meh on the whole movie because she's, like, meh on every Hollywood movie because she's a snob. Yes. Well, there's one line in it that she just loved for some reason, and it's when his dad goes, look at him now, boys. Nothing like a little fear to make a paper man crumble. That was pretty funny. <laughs> For some reason, she loved that line. I because it's know. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pennywise, like, you could just kill him. <laughs> he did shoot at him. Yeah. He did shoot at him. That's pretty scary. Which might explain why the kid is like he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But he shouldn't have been fucking around. Right. You don't shoot at your child, though, even if he is trained right. a little psychopath. Because <laughs> that might be why he's a little psychopath. Might push him over that edge, buddy. <laughs> Fun fact Pennywise has a brother. Huh? Or brother, you know, it's the same type of creature in um, Dark Tower. In Dark Tower, who instead of eating fear, eats laughter, and he's like a comedian. Huh. But it's not—it's like a laugh yourself to death kind of situation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's great. And you think he—he he appears as like a hobo or something like that, like a stand-up comedian uh-huh. hobo. Yeah, the, the Dark Tower is pretty cool because like he jumps through all his movies and books. Like they go to Salem at one point, and they just it, it kind of ties it all together in this really cool way. It's on my list for sure. I always hear great things about it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it gets it starts off great, or starts off meh, gets pretty good in the middle, and then kind of. I think once Stephen King shows up in a Stephen King book, it kind of jumps the shark a little bit. Yeah, you know you've jumped the shark as an author when you write yourself into your novel. Speaking of meh. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the Witches of Eastwick. Thanks for joining us for our It review. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. when The Witches of Eastwick starts, it's essentially pretty boring. Uh, it's like a fluttery John Williams intro where you're like panning into a town. <laughs> it's a long time to get going. It really does. Like it's a slow start and like yeah. they show Cher. You're like getting to see everyone, like all your main characters. So they show Cher and she's like a mom and a fertility sculptor. But then you never see her kid like ever again. Her kid? You, no. Yeah, you hear about her. I think she's there, but they she just don't, like, talk to her anymore. <laughs> I couldn't tell how old her daughter was. She was either 13 or 50. I think I think she was 13 because she's like, you don't have to be there. <laughs> oh, you're if right. you don't okay. want to. Yeah, so that sounds pretty teen. And then Michelle Pfeiffer's there. She is mother to the entire village of the damned. She <laughs> has 100 kids, and they eat disgusting zucchini jelly, apparently, for lunch. She has five kids, and she's still able to, like... Have a job and like fuck some dude. Give that Catwoman figure. Yeah. No. And then Susan Sarandon um, is a sexually harassed music teacher who's hoping to keep her career for a little bit longer. And that guy pitches her butt and he's like, maybe we can work something out. Put our heads together. <laughs> Let me show you my penis. And <laughs> She's like, sir, this is not Hollywood. And then uh, the principal who pinched Susan Sarandon's butt gives this like crazy long winded like morality speech yeah. for the entire school. It's almost like a preacher speech. He keeps talking right, I about like because yeah. I was kind of tuning in and out of this movie because it was really boring. Yeah, like, like I looked, I for a second I looked up and I was like, is he the preacher? Too? Exactly. Like, like, is this a sermon? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I was like, fuck, man, and he's like trying to like harass the other girl. Yeah, and did you know in his speech, like, notice in his speech, he was trying to be like all inclusive, and he's like, whatever man wins or woman. Like, yeah, it's like, shut up. You don't really care about women. You don't get us. Yeah, so anyway, out of nowhere, a rainstorm, like a crazy fucking rainstorm occurs. But don't worry, the principal's still going to fucking give his speech. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone is, like, screaming and running away from the storm. He's still standing there. And not only is he still giving his speech, he fucking had the pages in, like, laminate. So they weren't even (laughs) getting wet. 
Hmm. I was like, dude, just let it go. Give it up. Give it up, old man. Give it up, old man. <laughs> Your speech is over. out there to pinch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then during the rainstorm, Cher, I guess their name is Alex. Oh, uh, what is it? Alexandria, Suki, and... Suki, Alex, and, and Redhead. Jane. Jane. Suki. Is that a southern name? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was uh, True Blood, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I never stop saying it. Okay. Suki. <laughs> Suki. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Alex, Jane, and Suki all get together apparently every Tuesday to have 14 bags of groceries filled with <laughs> liquor and squeezed cheese. Ghoul's Night. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, Ghoul's Night Out. But that's when you find out they have powers, though. Right. And Suki tries to like be like, hey, man, remember it all rained when we were all thinking about rain? They're like, shut up, idiot. Yeah. And then her little face. It looks so... She looked well, crushed. It's what... Yeah, they, they have powers whenever they are all on the same page, right? Yeah. That's the thing? Yeah. Okay. So they have to be in it together. I, I wouldn't believe it if one of my friends was like, guys, we like made it rain. I would be like, <laughs> so I would be the same. But if they look like Michelle Pfeiffer and made that sad face, I'd probably be like, all right, tell me more about the rain. Yeah. What did we do, sweetheart? I'm Put sorry. Catwoman suit first. <laughs> <laughs> they're, when they're talking about the, they're talking shit about Walter, the principal, Cher makes this like kind of bad joke. She's like, he's a Nazi. <laughs> and then like, no one says anything for like a good three seconds and just lets it like hang. Yeah. Uh, crickets and like during this whole scene too it's like there's fade outs and you're like oh the scene's over and then it's like nope, nope. they're pouring more drinks and you're more back share. in the same scene oversharing but this scene is incredibly long yeah yes. it takes them every in- scene is incredibly long <laughs> it takes them an incredibly long time to decide what they're about to do yeah they're about to conjure up they manifest a man yeah the devil mm-hmm. and i wrote down all the qualities that uh they wanted oh great oh, from the man. i didn't even make that connection so i just thought he showed the fuck up I think he, like, somehow was already there because of the rainstorm and stuff, and they were able to no, do that. Well, no, because they made the rains. They did the rainstorm. But he might have saw that and, like, somehow, Oh, like, he was like, oh, shit, these girls got powers. Yeah. Well, I think they just unwittingly pulled him from whatever weird yeah. pocket dimension he's from. They just like, conjured up the devil. Yeah. 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 Well, they gave him a form. They, like, they gozered him. Yeah. So all three of them kind of say, like, what they want in a person. And he has to be nice. Yes. He has to be likable. Okay. He has to have a brain. Cool. Uh, you have to be able to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to be able to be comfortable around him. Great. Someone who will watch over you. Someone to watch over me. Perfect. That's exactly how they sing it, actually. Um, he also needs to be foreign. Better yet, a stranger. He needs to be tall, dark, and a prince. He has to be traveling under a curse. <laughs> he has to ride a big black horse and be handsome, but not too handsome. Uh, nice eyes, a nice ass, and have a functional penis. <laughs> was he dark? No. See, I, I, I was wondering, because that sounds like Geralt the Witcher, that they're like fucking trying to conjure and be hella hot. It does. Actually, yeah. that fits foreign, tall, dark, kind of a loaf traveling under a curse. <laughs> yeah. All those things, yeah. But instead... <laughs> that would I, be a much better movie. And he would have <laughs> fucked all of them and just left. He would have fucked everyone in town. And then just left, rode away, killed killed the fucking griffin that was terrorizing the town. Girl, the Witcher <laughs> is like really hot. And there's this guy that does cosplay on Instagram that's him. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> And then I go, like, with a heart. <laughs> oh. um, but I was wondering if maybe they got Jack Nicholson instead because they all three, like, wished and maybe, maybe it muddled it up. Yeah. Should I tell who was supposed to be the Jack Nicholson character originally? Yes, please. Uh, Bill Murray. That would have been a much better movie. Yeah. Because usually when I hear that, it's always like, nah. 
He could just totally be the arrogant, like, Bankman. Yeah. Attractive, but not too attractive. You didn't think uh, Jack Nicholson was a good devil? No, I thought he was great. No, he was great. Yeah, he he killed it. It would have been different, and it would have been different in the better. It would have been a legit comedy. It would have been less, less, (laughs) like, crazy ranting from him and more, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, they're conjuring up Jack Nicholson. Don't get me wrong. Jack Nicholson made this movie. He was oh. the only reason it, like... He was a great devil. It would have been fucking terrible. I would have hated this movie if it wasn't for him. I yeah. mean, like, I It would have been practical been magic. Super bo- <laughs> yeah, it would have been. There would have been just a super boring... Hey, I, I like that movie. Aw, <laughs> you're so sweet, Mark. <laughs> it's just sisters drinking margaritas and, and, and loving each other. And it's like, I don't know. Girls night out. Girls night out. Girls night in. Like, I don't think the witches, like, I don't think their lines were strong enough to carry the movie. The whole movie right. was kind of slow and boring. Well, and even like, the next scene, it's like Suki at work, and you're learning that yeah. she's, like, actually, like, not an idiot. Yeah. She's a writer for the paper. And <laughs> her toxic waste for papers, she's been working on very, very hard. <laughs> but, like, the wife of the newspaper guy comes in, and she's like, did you know someone bought the house? Like... And the witch house or whatever, and then the lady, like, drops all her stuff and instantly becomes insane. Psychotic. Yeah, I don't even know what she was like as a regular human because I never saw it. The first scene was well, her slamming things okay, on the ground. Good, because, and like, again, I, Go went to, I went to the bathroom at some point. That's why I texted you this morning where I'm like, did I miss something? Like, what? what is this lady's problem? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just, yeah, she goes crazy. I think, yeah, it's like him being in town just, like, makes her crazy. Yeah, and is it because she's the most, like, pious of all of them? Or is she, like, what? possessed in a way? It's, like, hard to tell. Yeah. But she just starts to go mental. Maybe she's just, like, half psychic. Oh, so, like, that's interesting. They clearly have some kind of psychic bond that they can manifest things into the reality with their shared consciousness of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had something similar, but just not as strong. So, like, just yeah. the wake. She was tapped in just the enough. The shockwave of this this entity entering the world just kind of fucking muddled her brain a bit. Yeah. And just her. She had moments, though, of, like, clarity where she's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, you could tell that she was like. Right. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you could tell that their marriage was good at one point, it seems like. Yeah, it had to have been because they seem, he seemed, yeah, like, happy. Three-story house. Yeah. yeah. Rich so she, she might have maybe been a judgmental shrew, but, yeah. like, he was probably okay with it. At least she wasn't well, constantly talking about horrors and Satan. <laughs> well, she has that one line where she's like, hey, listen. Bilbo's I got nothing. Like, I got nothing against a good fuck. So I'm like, okay, cool. She's down. No, she's cool. but she would have never said that. Oh, oh, you think? Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just part of her being a See, lunatic. She's like possessed. I think she was just she's sensitive to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like most people are just blind to it. So like I mean like Jack Nicholson, whatever he is, is obviously some kind of powerful entity. Yeah. It probably yeah. fucking does some damage to the world around when he enters enters our mortal plane or whatever. And maybe she just got kind of fucked up on the shockwave of him coming into the world. Yeah. Because it gets worse and worse, obviously. Yeah. It's the bone marrow. That or she's just, a poorly, <laughs> yeah. she's just a poorly written character who they didn't really flush out and there's no real motivation yeah. given to us in the movie for her acting like that. I mean, I guess her only purpose in the movie was to break up the coven at one point. Or someone had to had to fight it or else they would have just had a good time and it would have been over. Yeah. Right. And it's like it, it was her death that was like the spark that was like shit man we're yeah. we're playing by some heavy rules. Yeah. In a movie and, you have to establish your fucking character though. They and they probably like, did and they probably just cut it. Maybe. That's possible. You know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> when Jack Nicholson first like comes to town, everyone's like whispering about it and stuff and like he buys all of Alex's like 
fertility sculptures or something and this old lady is there telling her about Jack Nicholson and like she no one can remember his name that was kind of cool yeah she found him riveting is what she said <laughs> and, riveting. Yeah. I blushed can you believe it me yeah she just got hella horny because he was like flirting with her it's not so dry down there anymore <laughs> she also believed it to be diabolical that she saw him or like couldn't, <laughs> and couldn't remember his name yeah. yeah she's like quite diabolical isn't it and I was like no not really. Just, dude. dude, I forget people's name all the time. In, like, the Bible, they say that Satan would be able to charm and talk to anyone, basically. Old Scratch? Yeah. Old he, Button. He's supposed to Jesus, be Jesus, smelled funny. No one really liked him. <laughs> and I don't know how long he was living on uh, the hill, but he didn't really show up into town until Susan Sarandon and her string quartet was, like, playing live locally. And then he just started snoring like an animal. Like a douchebag. All of his first scenes, it's like, douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. Yeah. Anyway, then he falls out of his chair like an asshole and then starts clapping. And you can tell she already is like, yeah. Who's that? I'm into it. I'm going to fuck that guy. Yeah. He's got Kavorka. He's got the Kavorka. (laughs) (laughs) The lore of the beast. And during this thing, people still can't remember his name. And then all of a sudden, they do remember his name. And they're like... It's Daryl Van Horn. Van Horn. And uh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's. Daryl. 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 Yes, Daryl. His name's Daryl. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's pearls fall off. And then the crazy lunatic lady fucking falls down the stairs and is like, I think I've broken my leg. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression. Fine in the next scene. No, she's in crutches. No, she's in the hospital. Oh, she's in the, yeah, because she's all fucked up in bed, in the hospital bed. Oh, she's right, she's right. in crutches a lot, but she's also like, I think her possession is enables her to walk around without the crutches, like on her cast, because she does well, that a lot. I guess they kind of actually explain, I don't know, they kind of explain what's going on with her. Well, the doctors do. In the hospital yeah. scene. Is that real? Like, if you break a bone, does your bone marrow, like, fuck your brain up? What? He's like, what's wrong with my wife? And then the doctor's like, oh, it's totally normal because of the bone marrow, because of broken bone. And fat gets into the bloodstream and then into the small blood vessels in the brain. And then it affects her behavior. No, that's complete nonsense. I mean, yeah, clearly. Yeah, I wrote it (laughs) down with a question mark for you. Every time you eat a fucking hamburger, fat gets into your bloodstream. You don't go crazy when you eat something fat. Well, essentially, the bone marrow is broken. And then that gets into the bloodstream and then... It's like leaking into her blood and poisoning her brain. Yeah, and Your fat. blood marrow makes blood cells. No, I'm not talking about that part, though. I guess they tried technically. Well, I'm that's what the, the doctor told him. She just, like, talks about how she doesn't know what's wrong with her. She just knows she has the feeling that something, mm-hmm. like, dark and creepy is crawling yeah. on her, basically. She keeps using the word evil and, like, right. no one's ever going to fucking believe you if you use the word evil. Evil. No one really You're talks like, Grandpa like that. Grandpa sent somebody. He's calling her. That yeah. boy's evil. <laughs> You've said that about all the presents. Yeah, then you put <laughs> that. That cat's evil. <laughs> She's essentially just got hella witched. And she doesn't know it. You just got witched. You just got witched. Master uh, <laughs> Kusher. Cher decides that she's gonna fucking go meet this guy. Why not? Right? Check him out. She rides her. She rides her little bike up the hill and then stops. And he's at the bottom of the hill. I'm and he's the like, guy who bought all my shitty fucking statues. Yeah. And he meets her at the hill. He sent one to his buddy in New York. And was like, "Hey, you waiting for me?" And like she's like really uncomfortable, and he would make me uncomfortable yeah, he's too. He's kind of rapey. Yeah. He's always like in his pajamas. Well, the weird thing is that he is what each one of them wanted. So in a way, she wanted him to be a douchebag, like that. Yeah. So it's maybe like odd, confident, take charge, like the exact yeah, maybe opposite. Maybe she just kind of is attracted to like the smug, smug swagger yeah, type I mean, of dude. She's... Well, no one else in town is like that either. Yeah. Right. 
you know, that's it's it's something different. I'm sure they've all lived there she maybe, the bad maybe boy. their whole life. Yeah, she they, she wanted a bad boy for the first time. She's been married, you know, and her husband died. She's like, who gives a shit about yeah, anything? Yeah, that makes sense. Because Michelle Pfeiffer wanted, like, an intellectual guy who appreciated music, and he came in and started talking about mm-hmm. fucking philosophy and playing music. And, and, and Lurch's schlong. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, he's like, come have lunch with me. Let me tell you about my dick and my fucking butler's dick. And then, like, all these other uncomfortable butler's things. Dick? Huge. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a huge slong. Yeah, and he's very opinionated about men and women and life and, like, how fucking things work. And he tries to come off as, like, a feminist or something like that. Yeah, he's, like, that the fake male feminist bro. Mactivist. Fuckboy person thing. I don't know. Yeah, and he's obviously, like, lure her in, but it wasn't really working at first. Yeah. I couldn't even believe she went to his house. He was like, dude, you want to come see my house? And like, I would be like, I kind of want to see what it looks like. But another <laughs> part of me is like, I'm going to die in that house. Yeah. No. Want to come see my 19 TVs that I'll make up one big TV? <laughs> I love the 80s. I love shit like that. Well, there wasn't big TVs like that yet. So you had to buy hella TVs. <laughs> like in Scrooged. <laughs> um, indoor pool. Yeah. So at Daryl's house, he basically barely shows her around. Immediately he goes to the bedroom like, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. <laughs> And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I want to fuck you. I love pussy at lunch. He's like, I love pussy after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and she was kind of like not fucking into it because it was arrogant and grossness. She actually calls him out and says he's the most unattractive man she's ever met. And he's demonstrated every loathsome characteristic of the male personality. Even invented a few more. Yeah. And he's vulgar and sensitive, careless and stupid and tasteless. And he's not even fucking funny and he smells. But yeah, let's fuck. He doesn't smell. I don't think I he smells I guarantee that either. dude smells like fine, expensive cologne. A guy that rich? Yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe only when he's grunting like an animal. <laughs> but he's obviously a fucking maniac, right? Yes. And she ends up sleeping with him when he basically like tells her what her life is like. Your life's all boring and you have yeah. kids. You should just like fuck people and do it's whatever you want. Beguiling her. Yeah. Yeah, because getting married is like a man saying he's fucking a dead person <laughs> and he's the person who killed her. Well, I mean, it's just kind of true. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no. I mean... Yeah, so she sleeps with him, and I was, to be honest, I was a little disappointed, but I also kind of got it. I don't think she's been laid in, like, years. Yeah, she's just like, fuck it. Nah, but he, he knocks the back out of her. Yeah. And then he then he seduces uh, Susan Strandon. Yeah. Jane. Yeah, Jane. He goes to her house, and he has this polyamorous fucking ponytail, and it's just <laughs> terrible. Ponytail. Yeah. His it, man bun. It is the tiniest ponytail. It's, like, embarrassing. Wispy. He goes up to her and is like, you're going to give me tea and lunch. And she's, like, super nervous. Actually, I thought she did really good being those two different characters. She was the only person that, like, changed from being a witch. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. yeah. Like, bookish and shy to, like, see her. Yeah, and she was super shaky and nervous, and then she actually became, like, smoking and awesome yeah. and stopped wearing a bra. <laughs> <laughs> and those socks. Yeah. So he talks to her about, like, witches and, you know, how men are scared of women again. Powerful women. You know, he does the same thing. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, your music's legit but like you lack any sort of fucking passion you're just playing by the numbers here that you're reading he's like fucking start sawing that thing connie i'm gusto in that shit man (laughs) all right i told you to saw (laughs) yep yeah she broke the string she's like it's all right (laughs) she's like probably hadn't had an orgasm for a while so it's really exciting but also her cello lit on fucking fire yeah man i would have been like whoa shit it's getting fucking real i mean uh, we talked about this there is all kinds of weird shit going on throughout the whole movie, and it's <laughs> yeah. not until literally the last 30 minutes where one of them's like, you know what? 
I don't think this is normal. <laughs> so yeah, the tennis match wasn't a fucking clue. No, someone had to die. Yeah. The part where he rocketed a tennis ball and summoned <laughs> lightning from the fucking sky wasn't a clue that this wasn't normal. Or the fact that you flew shortly after that. Now you're like, you know, something strange is going on. I, I kind of took that as like shit was just getting too heavy. Like, it was like, oh, it's playful, we're floating, we can make a ball hover in the air. They're like Keanu Reeves from Dracula. When your cello <laughs> bursts into flames for no reason on your floor, shit is already heavy. <laughs> well, you've never played the cello before. Yeah, because they're at his house afterwards, and, and Cher brings Suki. Yeah. Uh, and, Suki. And, and Susan, <laughs> Susan Sarandon's already there, and she's a different person. Fucking smoking. That would be like a True Blood if, like, fucking four seasons in, you're like, you know what? I think Bill might be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Go throw that out there. <laughs> I've known it for years. No yeah. way. Not my bill. They get there, and obviously Cher realizes Susan Sarandon has also slept with him. And he does the super fucking dick move where he walks right past both of the chicks he fucks and talks to the Jeez one he hasn't me. fucked yet. <laughs> chicks don't like that. Well, apparently they do. Oh, so it's the new pussy. <laughs> I've seen it happen so many times <laughs> at parties where someone just walks away from their yeah. girl they've been sleeping with for a couple months. And yeah. Like, hey. What's your deal? What's your name? It sucks on both ends. <laughs> it, it really does. It's really uncomfortable. But yeah, it's like it's kind of like a baller move. Yeah. Well, it works. But like, because when he when it's his turn to fuck her, she doesn't even care. No. Yeah. Share and whatever. They just kind of float away in the pool, and they're like, "All right, mm-hmm. time for you know, mm-hmm. time for Suki's turn." Did you notice when he meets Suki, he's got like hella scratches on his yeah, face? Yeah. Where did those come from? Are I we to believe Susan that Sarandon Susan Sarandon movie. fucked him and scratched his face? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yes. I Animal actually sex. rewinded that scene. Yeah, I did too. To see if she like scratched him, uh-huh. and she dived on him, and no, yeah. no. I think it's just and, yeah. And the weird thing is the uh, the scratch changes at, at like at certain points. Yeah. Like at one point there's only one scratch, and then there's three again yeah. in the pool. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tennis match is God. It's, it's long. Goofiest. Yeah. It's it's long, and so you're starting out, and you're like, it's like wow. Watching pod people. <laughs> yeah, it's like a boring, wow, like trophy. jealous, like thing where you know Susan Sarandon's jealous of you know both of them. They're all starting to get jealous of each other, and then. To make the scene even longer, they make the tennis ball move slower. <laughs> so then the scene's like extra long, and you're like, drawn Dude, out. Just, and it's like, I get that it's floating. I get that that's neat. I'm done with the ball now. Can we do something? I can share with her stupid pigtails trying to be all cute. I it's like, Suki served. It's like, ugh, shut up. You're a 40 year old woman. Take those pigtails out. <laughs> she looked really beautiful, I thought. Uh, she had the best stomach, too. She was like, well, yeah. it was it was pretty cut. Live, mu- live music's hard work, man. Yeah, no, I thought she looked great. I thought she was hot, Josh. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I like Cher. Like, I have nothing against Cher. Uh, her music's all right. Yeah. I just don't like her in movies, except Mask. She was getting Mask. She yeah. loved that boy so much. <laughs> so after Jack Nicholson finally also gets tired of the ball, he shoots it up into the sky, and he's, he's like, "Fuck, this match lasts forever. I'm sick of this shit." <laughs> he says uh, the word for curse. Uh, Malfiso. Wait, he does like a abracadabra. It's kind of curse, thing? and also means witch. Yeah, it, it's like a curse or a hex. So he's like Malfiso, and he like fucking shoots it up into the air. So at that point, everything's oh, it's like the name of the solid. The name of the book um, also that he has. Yeah, and then we get this like montage of like now they're all a really happy family. The kids are there. They have more balloons than they ever saw in their life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if they all move in at this point, but it basically yeah, seems like they're living there. They're just there a lot. Yeah. Because now the, the town people are starting to notice that they're up there, like, all the time just fucking. Yeah, just constantly, like, fucking eating, like, huge fucking bowls of fruit. One man and three women. <sighs> not, not in my town. So they all just start just living, like, a decadent lifestyle. Yes. But, like, he records them at one point, 
And he's like, give me a list of all your fears. Yeah. And then starts, like, recording them. And so they all go around and kind of say the things that, like, scare them, Uh, basically. Like, their nightmare or whatever, which I thought was really funny. I pulled my cell phone out during that scene because it was really boring. Yeah. And it's like, like, we get it. student film. And he's like, tell me your fears. (laughs) So I'll just check my fucking email while this is still going. So at this point, we're basically, like, halfway done the movie. Yeah. But uh, this is, like, kind of my favorite part is, like, uh, the crazy wife, Felicia, yeah. is kind of, like, at the point of losing it. And she's like, oh, there's debauchery going up there. And then she just stands up and starts shouting fucking whores, whores. <laughs> and I fucking lost it. I was laughing so fucking hard. Oh, at church? Yeah. Oh, she goes, uh, dildos. Oh, yeah. Anal intercourse. <laughs> yeah, because apparently, you know, what Jack Nicholson brings to the table is Spanish flies and dildos. <laughs> where is this place? Where Anal intercourse? They? No, where are they? Uh, Massachusetts. Eastwick, Massachusetts. Okay, so it is super. Yeah, so they burn witches there. Yes, exactly. So they still have their old, like, uptight ways, even though they can't burn witches anymore like they want. It's probably the first real witches they've had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they show Jane again, and she's like a music teacher, and the principal becomes irrationally uncomfortable. Yeah, what? How would it, like, if my principal walked into a music class that was going that well, they would be ecstatic. Yeah. They wouldn't be like, (laughs) and they weren't doing anything. (laughs) They weren't flying or anything. Powerful woman. They were just, like, dancing and, like, playing. Playing very well. I'd be like, man, this teacher's doing a great job. I think it was was Susan Sarandon that was freaking them out because she was, like, barefoot, like, Fucking flipping around, doing spinny spins. Oh, she's like an unconventional teacher. Like they always have that one and teacher. Clearly, like, it's working. You can't learn anything yeah. from these pages. Yeah. throw them out. Throw them out. Yeah. But I think like the whole town was starting to notice that those three women were like getting into some kind of fucking shenanigans. Um, yeah, I guess. That's... So he was like, "Oh, dude, she's bewitching the children." <laughs> well, somebody think of the children. Someone does need to think of the children. And actually, I think you're right, because next she goes in the grocery store. Yep. And that's when all the women are kind of like, slut. She's not wearing a bra. She didn't even buy her food, right? No, she just ran out. She was angry about the the, the article. Are you going to buy that paper? Yeah, she totally lifts up the paper, and it's like front page nudes, sluts. Sluts. <laughs> <laughs> Satan and sluts, 666. I like when um Michelle Pfeiffer confronts the newspaper guy. He's like, whatever say your names. <laughs> He's like, I only said your address and listed all your children. I'm feeling sorry for those two because I was like, you know, these people are assholes. Well, he was kind of like, he was like, I didn't want to do this. My wife is making me do this. Yeah, okay. He was crazy. That's such a cop out excuse, and I hate it so much. It is. I didn't want to do this. He's taking care of a sick person. Taking care of a sick person takes a lot out of you. Like it makes you kind of nuts, especially when they're constantly shouting about Satan and and horse and anal intercourse. Slander, fucking three people whose business is literally none of yours. Four people, technically. Yeah, you fucking shit on like two percent of the population. But he's like over it too. Like that's what he's going crazy and then yeah. they're eating all these cherries at Jack Nicholson's house and saying how much they hate Felicia and stuff and then all of a sudden she starts barfing cherries everywhere and he's just kind of like fuck you he's like I am done I am fucking <laughs> done and she starts giving the like most unsexy beat offness like it's really just fucking uncomfortable she does a great job of being possessed she's like my favorite character yeah. actually um, yeah that actress actually does has done that a lot really in those like, movies like that where she just like can fucking lose yeah well she's I know she was an alien and she was like the one that was like in the cargo bay, and she was like, <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. She does, yeah, she does losing her shit she really was, well. She was the one, like the 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 weak, stereotypical woman that they put in there just to make fucking Sigourney Weaver look better. Yeah, but she was yeah. just losing her shit hysterically the whole fucking movie. 
It's right behind you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone was just like, you know what? I'm gonna put my fucking underwear on. One leg at a time. Sailing out the airlock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. My sleep pod. <laughs> she, she, Eventually, she knows what Felicia she's doing. pukes enough cherry pits and bile out for Clyde to be like, "Time to call it a day." And apparently, he just fucking kills her. <laughs> I think that had something to do with that. Had something to do with the witches, though. But then he goes back to reading his book, which is awesome. No, he was just over, and then he sat no, down and read no. the book. No, I think they just they broke him psychologically. I mean, she broke him. You no, think it was Daryl? That was definitely some beguiling going on. Hmm. Really? Because weren't they talking? Like, what were they saying? Well, that's the, the ch- their cherries that they ate were coming yeah, out of her. Yeah, but they were also talking shit about that family collectively, all together, saying something bad should happen. Oh, it's true. They witched them. Yeah. Yeah, because he runs the newspaper, so they were like, how could he mm-hmm. do that article? So they were like, fuck him. They were blown yeah. off steam. And even the next scene is Michelle Pfeiffer being like, whoa, we did this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we fucking killed Felicia. And that's when they're like, oh, okay. And that's when she's like, you know what? Something's wrong. Something strange is going on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took Felicia's death for them to kind of be like, oh, weird. But, but I don't think it was necessarily that bad of a life well, before. They really weren't hurting anyone. No, but I think that, you know, it's like they're playing with powers they don't really get. Right. You know, they're they're like kids with a firearm. Right. Something. And they're just like, well, we can't do this anymore because this is what we're capable of. So they just fucking ghost Daryl. They're like, we're not even going to talk to yeah. him or anything. He calls Alex. She's like, no, he's fucking <laughs> I think pissed. I went mad with power, but yeah. maybe I was thinking of the craft. Maybe yeah. they're, they're old enough to know the difference. <laughs> they're all mature, yeah. which is yeah. they're not going to cheat on an exam with their fucking <laughs> powers. Lights change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes to see Suki, but she has a cold sore and can't come out. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they, I think that was probably like a design. They were like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we can't cover it up. So it's like, let's just make her like really sickly. What was her, what was her fear? Pain. Okay. Yeah, so he also leaves on a... Jane's door a fucking like music sheet with a bloody, bloody D on it. Each time he tries to contact one of them, he becomes increasingly less rational yeah. when the next I, one he talks to. He if I came home to a blood D on my fucking door, I would call the police. No, well, I mean, like I if would, it was from like your husband, you'd be like, all right, that's kind of romantic. Why do you have to tape it to the door? That's like cryptic and weird. It's romantic. I mean, with Cher, it was oh, just like no. a phone call. And then with uh, whoever he did next, it was like a basket of pomegranates or something. Kind of a, Not- a, Radic showing up at your door randomly with fucking fruit, mm-hmm. and in the third one it was a bloody, bloody D. Yeah. Well, no, that's his license plate. His license plate is DVH1, which is devil. Boo. Devil number one. It's like that. That's like a thing where they're writing it and they're like, "All right, well, his initials are going to be DVH for devil. What's a good D name?" Yeah, that's just not a very menacing name. Yeah, Jane's not home because she discovers Daniel. that she's like Daniel's in the lion's den though. Who? What? He's like a. Christian guy. So, so Daryl is like the only non-biblical name they could come up with with a D. <laughs> would Damien been two on the two on the nose? I don't know why they wouldn't pick Damien. Yeah, that would have been made sense. Anyway, Jane's not home because she f- is at the hospital and she realizes she's knocked up, and she's pretty stoked about it. So she drives to see Daryl. She hasn't seen the bloody D yet. (laughs) No, she hasn't gotten home yet. So she drives straight to see Daryl to uh, tell him about it. And then she notices he's watching the video of their fears. Conjuring them. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And she just fucking bails because she starts to see herself because she's worried about getting old and like withered. And then all of a sudden her face is old and her hands are withered. And then she hears what Alex's fear was of snakes. And she's like, oh shit, she's going to get snaked. (laughs) And then uh, she does get snaked. It's fucking gross. You just got snaked. There was actually way more snakes than I expected to be in that bed. For like an 80s film? Yeah. Well, I guess they had the uh, the Inanna Joan leftover snakes that they do something with. But I mean, even you all the... You saw them in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the effects looked good. Even the vomit. There were no snakes. 
50 snakes or no snakes? There was like 150 snakes. There was like 200 snakes. <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer fear was pain? Opposed to all those people who aren't afraid of pain. Well, yeah, she's like, I just don't know why life is so much pain. Yeah. I think she meant general, too. Like, uh, either her husband died or left her or something, so that's pain. Yeah. Why does life hurt so much? It's a weird fear. Dude, I, as I'm getting older, I, I feel that way. I'm like, why does everything hurt all the <laughs> well, time? I mean, like, <laughs> most fears are connected to pain. You're right. describing something that's going to cause you pain. People usually just don't go with pain. Yeah, that was yeah. like all things that can hurt me, I, I'm afraid of. So well, literally, I'm agoraphobic. Yeah, that is like the least creative one. Like, all right, this one doesn't want to get older, so I'll make her look older. This one isn't like snakes, so I'm going to cover her with snakes. Uh, this one isn't like pain, I'll just make her hurt. It was like nightmares. I remember even when uh, Cher started talking about snakes, I was like, why is she talking about snakes? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. They've been Daryl'd. You just got Daryl'd. It's like es- <laughs> essentially what happens. Yeah, so Suki answers the phone and he just like, fucking stabs her in the back and she's in crazy amounts of pain to the point where they don't know what's wrong with her and she might actually die there is no cure we don't know what's wrong with her no did you notice too in the hospital there are all these old ladies and they're giving them dirty looks because they knew they were whores oh it was great probably lesbians too i thought they were giving dirty looks because they were like oh my god look at this girl she's fucking in so much pain (laughs) they're like fuck her No, I thought they all knew that they were whores. Those oh. are the town whores. They don't deserve medicine. Let them die in the gutter. Yeah, so Alex is like, fuck that, I'm taking care of this. She drives up to Daryl's house and is like, just fucking knock it off. And he's like, well, I have to iron my own clothes now. And it sucks really bad. You have a butler. <laughs> have him do it. No, he said that the butler didn't do it good. Oh, he he's not. He's all thumbs. He's all thumbs. And he said there's not enough Orientals in town to fucking fix his laundry. So he's really That's pissed off. True. He was right about that. There was like no people of any other ethnicity. It was white as fuck. He's like small town. Well, I mean, it is Massachusetts, which is like. Yeah, but he yeah, wasn't yeah, right. wishing for diversity. <laughs> he was wishing for like better laundry. The skilled hands of the Orientals. <laughs> Who's going to mow my lawn? Who's going to clean my laundry? Yeah, exactly. No Mexican or Orientals. Yeah, he's just basically behaving like a fucking legit narcissist. Like, oh, I did all this shit for you and you never did anything, yeah. even though I killed someone. Oh, yeah. He's like that classic piece of shit guy where it's like friend zoning. He's like, I did all this stuff for you, and then you just leave me? And the thing is, he really didn't do anything no. for them. He let them hang out in his house. He's he's trying to take away their power, too, by that. Like, you know, this is me. I'm the reason that you can do this. But, like... Does he say that? I don't think... Because I don't think he ever says that. No, he doesn't oh, say it, but that's implying. that's what he's doing. Yeah, well, you know, no, I by, think they're... By telling her oh. that he gave them those things. Oh, okay. Like, he's just, like, talking about his fucking ego anyway. Yeah. Like... Ugh. Fuck boy. And and it's really easy to <laughs> lie to someone like that, too. So she's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I love you. What are we going to do with you? He's like, of course you are, baby. He's like, yeah, that's right. I am the best. I am great. Yeah. Look at my ponytail. Because even then, like, he's like, I want what every man wants to be loved. Affection. <laughs> Affection. to do my laundry. Yeah. And she's like, well, why can't you make Suki well? And he's like, I can't do it. And she's like, yeah, you fucking can't. And he just doesn't feel like it because he's mad. Yeah. And and then there's a part, too, where he she's like, you don't know what love is. And he's like, well, you could teach me. How hard can it be? Yeah. If someone said that to me, if I was like, it doesn't seem like you love me. And they were like, well, you could teach me. It shouldn't be that hard. I'd be like, wow, you've never loved anything. And you're like 50. <laughs> I mean, it's like a human emotion, right? Like, I could do that. How hard can that be? He hasn't had like an, doesn't he love lurch? He doesn't have like an animal <laughs> or anything. He has, a, he has a dog. Well, anyway, he stops Suki from being in pain. And then I thought she was going to die again because it like pans out from her face. And I'm like, oh, she's better. And then she opens her eyes big. 
Yeah. And then it just cuts from the scene. Why, She's still why is hers lingering? Why no. Is, or like, she says it's gone. She goes, it's gone. That's the third try. He's like, what's well, going to make him come back? It's gonna stick. Oh. I'm going to hurt okay, Suki until they come back. So now they are together again. But you find out, though, like at that point, though, they all find out that they're all pregnant. Yes, they're all three pregnant. Yeah. At the same time, and obviously with sons. Because that's what the fucking crazy Felicia lady, she's like, they will all bear them sons. Oh, she says that? I don't remember that. Yeah, and she's like, I have to warn them. And then cherries start f- spraying out of her mouth. So there was like almost a point where she like felt bad for them. She's like, those poor women, I have to help them. Huh. Um, he's tricking them, too. Huh. Yeah, so, and then there's the scene where they're all laying on the bed because now they're back with Daryl. And that's the, I think, best way to get him to believe that you like him again, right? Just be as sexy yeah. as possible. Like till fuck the shit out of him all night? Yeah, till he forgets. Yeah, and plus they're into it. Dude, they all looked fucking hot on that, in that scene. Yeah. I definitely paused that for like 10 and minutes. And even... He has a good lay. May as well just do one more. One more I mean, lap yeah. around the bed before we put him out to pasture. Before we don't have sex for another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Except with each other. He's a piece of shit, but he knows how to fuck, so... yeah. Well, after this, they all go buy vibrators anyway. So they they sleep with him to catch him off guard. And when he leaves in the morning, they, there's this really neat scene where I thought it looked really cool where the, all their heads are out the window when they're saying goodbye to him. Yeah, and they're all like in sync. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very witchy and sexy. Yeah. So what they're trying to do is, you know, send Daryl back to hell, I guess. So they need to melt candles yeah. and make it into a voodoo doll. But then they, they burn his... Like Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. goes and runs and gets a, like a, a spell book, right? Mm-hmm. Which they don't establish at any point in the movie. Oh, that no, it's he, his. Oh, yeah, but they don't establish at any point that he has, like, books of magic just laying around they're, his place. They see it before this yeah. in another scene. It's the yeah, though. they're like... It's book of Curses. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally okay. called the Book of Curses. They they show it during that incredibly long scene where they're, like, floating and in the pool and, right. like, during that, they're, like... missed it because you were tuned out because it's fucking 40 minutes long. Yep. Right. So they grab that book and it tells them to melt candles, create a Daryl voodoo doll, which I thought looked very good. They did a great job. <laughs> well, I mean... Cher made it. It shows its fucking erect penis like eight times. Well, Cher's an artist. Fastest sculptor in the universe. Yeah. Because she melts the candles. One scene, she has like just the head. And I'm like, okay, they're going to Let's go say he's that. gone for an hour. Then they clip away to someone doing something else. And it's like a fully formed, like mm-hmm. contoured with muscles. Oh, great. And fucking ball sack. <laughs> you see the glands on the penis. There's nipples fucking kind of there. And she's like, all right, I'm done. And the other person turns back around and it's like, wow. I did all that in the two seconds I was looking at the sink, huh? I lit a match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they burn his picture and his clothes. Um, Why would they make that shit ahead of time? Well, they can't do it when he's there. And they also have to eat Hello Cherries because they just planned it all now. They didn't know it. They oh, also they didn't know it till the book. book. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Now that they have their, like, Jack Nicholson voodoo doll, they stab him with needles, and he starts freaking out in the, like, ice cream store, and the kid's like, are you, like, having a heart attack? (laughs) That's really funny. Yo, bro. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, they pull out all these feathers from his pillow. Why? I don't know. And they do, like, a feather storm for him. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, like, they could have just, like, threw it into a fire. You know, why did they have to, like toy with him first <laughs> he just melts and dies in the ice cream well, they're store. trying not to kill him they want to just get rid of him oh yeah, that's nice of they him. say that because she's like i don't want to hurt him well they love him so yeah, and yeah. she's like we're not trying to kill him we're just trying to get yeah. rid of him let's stab him in the face with needles <laughs> we love him uh <laughs> we so love they start him. doing the cherry thing to him and it's great because he's having a fucking mental breakdown in the church and cherry starts spitting out of his mouth he's like that's an old trick i fucking taught it <laughs> to him he's like and why he, did god make women 
Yeah. Was it a mistake? Yeah. It went... Can we be cured of women? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. This is fucking crazy. You're having your full-on mental breakdown here. <laughs> Not quite the feminist anymore, are we, Jack? <laughs> yeah, so... A lot of little mistakes, like tidal waves and earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, preach it. <laughs> <laughs> so, at, back at the house, the witches are like, oh, fuck, we don't know what happens. What if he fucking comes back? So then they clean up the house. We didn't think house. this through. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why are we hiding this? Why are we just... <laughs> they, they clean up the house, and I can't even believe they get it clean. Then they all just pretend that they're reading. Yeah. Um, and he shows up like a fucking angry animal man. Well, like... He looks like fucking wolfen. <laughs> like, he looks fucking nuts. He looks like a monster. He's losing his form. He's losing control of his mm-hmm. form. And then he just fucking makes a windstorm and fucking bashes them in the wall. And I'm like, oh, they're dead. Nope, they're fine. Nope, and then they fell down the stairs, but they're fine. Dude, there's a stunt when he's um dr- trying to drive back from town, and like he's like being pushed out of the car and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, a stunt person is like hangs off the back of the car, and like almost hits her head on the road as the car is driving. Fuck, it's fucking intense, dude. I was like, if that probably just made the movie for me. <laughs> That one scene. Yeah, I don't even know if I noticed that. Yeah, you should check it out again. It's just like fucking... I'll check it out. Brutal and awesome. Yeah. I was like, dude, that guy probably died. <laughs> or pretty fucking close. Yeah. Stunt doubles didn't make enough back then. Nope. So Jack chases them into the kitchen like... Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> and then the, when they're in the kitchen, Jane actually drops the mold, <laughs> but his dick is still okay. Thank God. Thank God. When they drop it, it sounds like maybe he broke too because the banging on the kitchen door stopped. But then he comes around the side of the window and he is like a fucking troll monster. He broke in half. It destroyed his mortal form. Yeah. So it's just. Oh. Yeah. So now he was in his true form. Wow. Yeah. At least not how I interpreted it. Yeah. No, I I think that makes total sense. (laughs) So then they just take all the pieces and then they throw them into the fire. So it burns Voodoo Daryl. And he makes a bunch of weird, disgusting, gross faces and becomes a Groot baby head. Becomes a weird space worm. Like fucking what's his face drink and poltergeist. And he makes like a weird, like. Noise and then not, it goes blink. Right out of my movie, <laughs> and it's like the worst effect too, because you can see the fucking lines yeah. around him where they the spliced it into it. the fucking. Instead yeah. of like a a blink, they should have just made it like poof, like of smoke. That would have looked even just yeah fine. Yeah, they didn't have to go. They gave a hundred and ten percent, and they like, should have just did go into what's his face's tequila bottle and poltergeist and <laughs> climb out of his fucking stomach and be that's back a, in the world. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought that he looked like. I'm like, oh my god, poltergeist too. Um, that too? That is true. Yeah, it's the one with the Indian. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> no, envy. It's a great effect though. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> Apparently, it steals his car too at the end. Well, fuck yeah! He they doesn't steal though. the car. He gives it to the Indian. <laughs> He gives him the car. Does he? Yes. I thought the Indian was saying that he gave him the car, but he was like, no. And he's like, all right. No, he's like, your car. he's like, I'll help your family if you give me this car. And oh, he's like, okay. okay. And then at the end, he's like, all right, it's mine now. Bye. And he's like, wait, you have to give us a ride home. Oh, he just drives off. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. He gives it to the Indian. <laughs> he was a, like, Man, do you know, I'm wait, you met that guy you said, right? This is a ride home. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, he was on my reservation at like a rodeo days day when I was like four. He was a different tribe than you all, right? Or Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Will Sampson, I think, went and like hung out at my grandma's house and talked to a bunch of Indians. Like you could usually Indians can tell when there's other Indians and we'll talk to each other. Like you guys see it's like, like be at a bar. And you'll see each other across the bar and be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> or sit around and not talk more accurately. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and sit and not talk for yeah, hours. Sit around and not talk and be like, yep. Um, 
Yeah, so they're still living in the mansion. I guess it's paid for. Right? They don't have to worry about anything. Lurch is still living there. He's loving it. Uh, yeah, he's having a great time. He probably gets treated much better. Oh, he yeah. He put up with that guy. The devil. The guy was the worst. Yeah. They seem so, to like him. So he's not human? Kids? Huh? kids love him. Yeah, the kids love Lurch, too. But they're all still missing something. Hmm. They're missing Daryl. Ah, Daryl. That's when, you know, Alex is like, hey, Jane, don't think about him when we're all together. We'll conjure him back up. And they did. Yep. And then he showed up on the TV and all three of his, like, devil babies were talking to him oh, was on the TV. Like, uh, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, but after seeing giant ogre head outside the kitchen screaming, trying to fucking break the house down, I would have gotten an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, oh, my God, what is that? Clearly... I'm not having a child. That thing is going to fuck my pussy up. Even on the fly, she has an abortion. She's like, I don't want it in my body. I want a fucking midnight abortion right now. Right. I, I Yeah, but you, can you abort a devil baby? Oh, yeah. Remember uh, on that X-Files? Oh, yeah, that's right. Where he buried all those devil babies in the backyard? Right. Uh, classic devil babies. Or I could say like that Masters of Horror. Which one? With uh... The fair-haired child? <laughs> no, not fair-haired child. That one's great, too. Ron Perlman, where he's the crazy anti-abortion guy. Oh, and his right. Daughter's trying to get the abortion. Yeah. You can't. You can't do it because it will just crawl out of your daughter. Yeah. And then open a crack to hell and crawl into that crack. To and hell. there's nothing you can oh, do. Oh, no, his dad showed up and it like ripped oh. Ron Perlman's head off. Poor Ron Perlman. So yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> the devil will win. The devil will literally come and tear your head off every every time. He, I mean, he even talks to the kids through the TV. World's best dad. Um, the moms come in and are like. Hey. Bye, bitch. But they didn't really seem that bummed out about it. In fact, they almost looked like they were happy to see him. And then yeah. they turned off the TVs and he was like, come on, gang. All right, time to <laughs> yeah. throw your babies into the fucking ocean. Bleep. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> They're demons. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how the movie ends. Yeah. They should have like, been a little Cthulhu babies with tentacles, like fucking Maggie and her baby legs. Maggie lost her baby legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like one has a one eye, Cyclops style, one has a little tentacles. Or they got like cloven hoofs. Um. One's just a spider. <laughs> Large dog-sized spider. Like with a little red-headed wig on. So, uh, Mark, how much does this movie make? Uh, $68 million. Okay. 80s money, right? Yeah, it cost $22 million to make. I remember it being a big deal, so that makes uh. sense. It made more than they spent. Mm. I mean, once it was available for rent, my, I remember my parents were like, we got to go get fucking Witches of Eastwick. It's available for rent tonight. Yeah, we did so the same available thing. Available for rent. Man, I'm, what a time to be alive. <laughs> did I tell you I found a Vegas store? And yeah. I, I took pictures of it. <laughs> there were people in there renting shit. <laughs> I wanted to go in there and be like, do you know about Amazon? Am- Amahoo? You just get this shit. You don't even Anywhere. need to come here. What kind of people were in there? They were like, it was Alameda, so they were like upper middle class white people, like huh. people who should have the internet. Like... Dude, when I lived in SF, though, Jez and I would rent from Lost Weekend every weekend. Well, that's different. They had a lot of cool old movies and stuff. Yeah, but it was it was fun just to kind of walk around and be like, oh, shit, just check out the old comedies. Just like, yeah, I don't know. There's something nostalgia about it. It's not really fun to do it on Netflix. Yeah. Like, you're just looking and you're like, Ugh. like it's it's definitely more fun in person, but you no one's going to get up. <laughs> People get up and do stuff? No way. That's why it's dead. Fuck that's me. why we have Netflix. I'm going to take my pants off, pick up my <laughs> fucking PlayStation controller, and just pick a movie off the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Any trivia left over? Um... Original cast would have been Daryl Hannah, Pam Greer, and Kathleen Turner. That's pretty great, yeah. actually. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, totally wow. Different movie. And Kathleen Her- Turner was going to be smoking then yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Cher was originally cast in the Susan Sarandon role, hmm. 
but then decided that she didn't want it. So when Susan Sarandon showed up to film the first day, she they were like, oh, wait, by the way, you're Jane now. Oh, shit. She was the main uh, one? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that her jealousy and anger was genuine towards Cher. And Cher was probably a bigger name, right? Right. Was Cher was the main one? Yeah. yeah. Jane was the main one. Um, no. Apparently so. Yeah. I mean, she was like an international music star. Cher had confidence beforehand. The other two didn't. So Cher's the leader. So it is pretty, it's a cool story. Like, there was a line in it at the very beginning when the girls are hanging out. And they're like, yeah, cool. We can make it rain. Let's go on Letterman. Right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the original line was, let's go to Johnny Carson. But I guess Cher was at a party with Johnny Carson when she was a kid. And showed her his penis? And like, was, <laughs> and she, he showed her his penis. Like, legit? No, she made some joke about Nixon. Oh. And, uh, which is, I guess, kind of a dick. And Johnny Carson was like, you need to go in the other room and be by yourself because that joke was whatever. And she was like, fuck you. I'm done with you. Yeah, Whoa. Johnny Carson was a notorious asshole. Yeah. He was well known for being just a very unpleasant human being. Which is weird because like comedian, ah, but like every like interview with people that knew him and stuff just say he was like uh, the biggest jerk. The worst. Like, apparently, like during weird. the show, wild during the show, like he'd be like all chatty with you and stuff. Like while you're mm-hmm. in the interview, and he's, people always said as soon as the commercial hit, he would just turn away from you and not say a word to you. Yeah, he like drank his coffee and shit and didn't want you to yeah, talk to him. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what you got for trivia. Yeah, and you know just. Comparisons to the book, like things that were different. What was different? Uh, the only like real big thing was at one point in the book, Daryl falls in love with like a young girl uh-huh. and marries her and shows her his penis. <laughs> shows her and shows her his penis. Topical. His curvy penis. Yeah, it was it curves curved. The wrong way. What the fuck does that? <laughs> I've mean? heard about that before. Curves the which is the correct way. Um, I think it curves down. She kind of made it seem like it zigzagged though. I mean, okay, but like. Curves the wrong way. Maybe it curves to like the left. It curves to the alt right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So um, in the book, he like marries that young girl, and then the witches give that girl cancer. Whoa. Yeah. So it's fucking dark. That makes me want to read it. Yeah. So they're just evil. Well, like they 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 know what they can do, and they're kind of, they lean into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but if they kill some girl and make her sick, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you go to hell for that shit. Yeah, you do. They might as well enjoy the rest of their life because they're not getting up to heaven now. <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe they defeated the devil maybe god would be like yeah i'll give him a pass is it the devil because they conjured the devil or is that just because they grew up in a christian town and that was their image of something that would be evil is the reason why he took that form she couldn't like comprehend the like what it was so she gave it like like christian... there's a point where he basically calls himself the devil right but i'm saying is that because well, i mean his license plate says devil that's who they summon or because that's their already preconceived notion because remember they have like do you think that's the, f- the form he chose or that's a form that they chose for like, him because like he's that just was some like, old elder god or demon. Yeah, and yeah. Then... yeah. Like if he if this was like three Japanese women, would it be some like weird mythological Japanese oni? I see or what you mean. Like some I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, it's it's some... if you're in a Massachusetts town by Salem and shit, who also burned witches as well, that just fits into your culture and easily. Like, the reason I think that is because oh, this could have been my deep thought. The reason I think that is because they use the Book of Curses. Yeah. To cast a curse on him, which affects him. So if it was Christian mythology, that all power all comes from the devil and it wouldn't work on him. Oh, open like the Bible, instead right? Instead of like, yeah, instead of like living in a Christian universe where just these are 
like immutable laws of magic, just like we have immutable laws of physics that they affect even very powerful creatures like him. They would affect him because that's just the way the universe works. Yeah, he's like some kind of sprite or something. Sprite or like just cosmic entity. Or, and he'll be back. Yeah. Right. Oh, he'll be Extra back. dimensional. I mean, he could have been like an incubus for all we know. He didn't... That would have actually very apt. Like, Shit. Yeah. They're all pregnant. Could have been a nickelback. Thank God it wasn't nickelback. Whew. Fucking, I don't know what people say when stuff is bad but doesn't actually happen so it's good <laughs> there's some sort of phrase <laughs> all right so it's my movie pick all for right next, next time and i thought our movies haven't really been bad enough and i want to watch a bad movie so we're gonna watch <laughs> i don't even want to say it we're gonna watch uh walk like a man from 1987 Duh! it starts it stars Howie Mandel and Christopher Lloyd in what I believe Christopher Lloyd said his worst movie that he ever made, his most embarrassing <laughs> film. This one of those gender-bending movies? Uh, no, it's The Tale of Bobo. And Bobo is the son of a really wealthy person and somehow- Bobo's a person. Raised by apes? No, no he's... but he's on a sled in oh, the winter and then he falls off the sled and then he's raised by wolves, and then oh, they yeah. find him, but they need him for some sort of inheritance stuff, so he has to learn how to sign his name, so he has to like be taught by the chick from Friday the 13th Part 2. What was his name? Bobo? Bobo Lobo? Bobo. Bobo Adobo. His name was like Robert, I'm sure. Is but it comedy? Or yeah. Take yeah. seriously. No, I don't think it's very serious at all. Isn't Brendan like, Fraser in a movie like this? Clor- Cloris Leachman's in it, too. Uh, Tarzan. Oh, no, uh, George of the Jungle. Cino Man. Well, yeah, George of the Jungle. Oh, God. I'm thinking of Cino Man. Oh, and Cino Man. Oh, yeah. please don't make me watch any of those ever. And oh, Polly Shore's in that one, too. I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Don't make me watch what that. What happened to either of those people, dude? Who? Actually, I mean, me and Amber just The Mummy. Him. No, The Mummy was his, like the top of his career. Oh, he had a whole... It, there's like a whole thing about him. Like, if you go online, you can see his whole story. Yeah, no, me, me yeah. and Amber just... Yeah, me and Amber just read his whole life career story. Really? Polly Shore, though, just vanished. Oh, he has a comedy club. Does he? Yeah, in LA. Okay. Like his parents owned it initially, and now oh, he owns right. it. It's like it's the that, Laugh Factory yeah, it's super or something. Famous. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. like a super famous one. But like that's I think what he's been doing since he hasn't been acting, and he wasn't actually as funny. A better environment for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he found an environment for him. I'd watch a stand-up. His own biosphere. Like that, that have horrible. Not always, but have horrible movies. Uh, usually have decent stand-up from when I actually watch it. Hmm. Not always. Like that one guy. Hmm. What the one Joe guy? Dirt, dude. Wait, what movie? Oh, no, that's David Spade. David Spade? Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Stand-up movie is just an all-around not all around terrible, shitty person. <laughs> yeah, but he's good. I mean, if you put Chris Farley next to him, bouncing around and screaming. I mean, yeah. He's a great straight man. Anyone could have done that. Yeah. Not me. I would have laughed the whole time. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, I mean, Bob is saying it's not, that was all Chris Farley and like 1% David Spade. Literally, you could put any other fucking person playing the straight man in that role. And Chris Farley gave all of his energy yeah. to everything. Yeah, he died at like fucking 32. <laughs> yeah, his heart exploded from all the cartwheels he was doing. <laughs> and all the cocaine. And, well, yeah, yeah, and the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I've got. Oh, that's all I got. Any final thoughts on witches or East uh, Wicking or huh. Satan? No. Wilfs? No, no, I got nothing. Wilfs? <laughs> we want to thank everyone Witch. for listening to us talk about movies. We appreciate that, of course. And we've been hearing a lot of support for our show, and that's been really rad. So thanks for being rad. It's true. For that. You can, of course, listen to all of our episodes on our website, intermissionpodcast.com, and on iTunes and Stitcher. Also, if you could totally subscribe to our podcast or rate the show, that would really help us out 
a whole bunch, um, and we'd appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter at IntermissionPC and on our Instagram at Intermission underscore PC. Mark posts a lot of cool and weird movie posters that he swirls around and makes yeah. look neat, and it's pretty great. I mean, you pick every movie that I'm like always like super excited to see for some reason. <laughs> I do I do come up with those high, so I think I, I did the Popeye one. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, did this, like, blow people's minds? Like, it was a cartoon, and then it was, like, a live-action film? Like, whoa. And then, like, the next day, someone commented, like, actually, a few movies came out that were, like, I was like, oh, yeah, but last night it was the fucking craziest thing I had ever thought of ever. <laughs> Popeye? The fucking Robin Williams, uh, Shelley Duvall, Popeye yeah. human remake. <laughs> human make. <laughs> the human remake. No, Popeye it, looks like a cancer patient. It's also... It's also a musical. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, tune in next time for Walk Like a Man, which is going to be... Walk Like a Man. Oh, you will hear the song. Oh, no, I've seen I've seen uh, a movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, intro song, isn't it? I'm sure it's throughout the whole film. <laughs> Dude, it'd be fucking awesome if they came up with the movie title and they, they couldn't get the right to the song. <laughs> They're all move like a... Person. <laughs> stride like a human... <laughs> Bobo. 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 Bobo Adobo. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Uh, Thank you all. Later. Bye. (laughs) Who? Get out of here.